You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to a special edition of AIB's Market Talk, uh, where we're going to look at the COVID-19 impact on the economy in general and specifically the Irish economy. I'm joined this morning by Ollie Mangan, our Chief Economist, and a special guest, Cathy Bryce, our Head of Corporate Institutional and Business Banking. Hello, both of you. You're very welcome. Hi, Tom. Good morning. So, Cathy, six months ago you took up the role. Theresa May was in government. Things were looking good for a, a decent withdrawal agreement. Then Boris came along and, uh, and he threatened a hard Brexit. There is no way, as you sat into your new role, you could envisage that we'd be here now facing into this COVID-19 scenario. No, you're absolutely right, Tom. I thought that the global financial crisis was well in the past, and while there was Brexit concerns that they ultimately would be would be manageable, so we have a very different scenario, and it's it's extremely challenging for our business customers. Uh, I'm sure even to the point of being somewhat frightening, given given the speed that this has impacted. I think the challenge is for all of us to deal with what lies in front of us and uh, really to support the customers, our customers through this, through this event. And uh, I mean, Ollie can can comment on how long we think this may last, but we believe this is a short, sharp shock that there will be a, hopefully um, a a pretty quick recovery from as well over the coming months. So, Ollie, we've seen China sort of opening Apple stores again, people going back to work. Where are we now across the globe in terms of this pandemic? Well, the global economy and the Irish economy are going to be hit by a very deep recession the first half of the year. I mean, that's taken as given. Oh, um, Dolly, when you say deep, what would what, what it feel see, like? What would feel like is, in economist terms, we could see GDP decline by 5 to 10% in the space of a few months. We've never seen anything at that speed before. The, the key point, though, there is it's short. It's going to be very deep hopefully very short i suppose what people may obviously they see stores closing etc large parts of the economy have literally been put into cold storage you can think of the hospitality sector large parts of the retail trade other services and you know over time construction and manufacturing activities will be impacted as well by weaker demand i suppose the most visible sign for a lot of people is not just shops being closed but a very rapid spike in unemployment I see the minister last night was saying that they've had over 100,000 applications for unemployment assistance in the first week. Now, government measures are being put in place in Ireland and some other countries to mitigate that in terms of paying employers to keep people at work. So what we do, we know in reality is there could be three or 400,000 people who are not working are working very short hours. And that's obviously a big hit to economic activity. In terms of how long it will last, what I would say is that obviously is a medical question more than anything else, but it's hoped that, and you know, a lot of both the experts and, and political commentators, certainly this side of the water, are hoping would be through this by June, by mid-year, and the, the basis will then be there for a sharp rebound in economic activity in the second half of the year. And in that regard, you know, I know this is primarily a public health crisis, but you know, governments are not ignoring the economic consequences. Central banks are governments have taken dramatic actions 
to ensure that we can get through the next couple of months as best we can in terms of economic operators, but also lay the foundation for a strong recovery in economic activity. So, so Ollie, we've, ha- seen, we've seen governments do all sorts of massive amounts, you know, two trillion in the States, 300 billion in the UK, billions in, in, in Ireland, a huge program in, in general. What's that going to do to the economy? What, where's it going to hit? Supply, demand? What are they trying to drive through? What they're trying to do is, first of all, think of the two sectors, the household and businesses. One, offer income support to households in the coming months so that they can get by, first of all, without any um, the working. But also, I think they may not be able to save all that income. That We, we will have pent-up demand here. And that come June or July or August, that that pent-up demand can be released uh, in spending the, in the economy. And secondly, I think President Macron put it very well that any good business should not go under as a result of the COVID crisis and should not be allowed to fail. So supports have been put in place for businesses as well. I think the key thing is to help everybody get through the next two or three months, which are going to be very difficult, stalled economic activity, but lay the foundations for a recovery in economic activity once the coronavirus abates. That's the key thing. And we have seen in China and South Korea that it's taken a couple of months but as you say, I mean, I've seen stats uh, a week ago that China's back to maybe 80% of normal economic activity and heading in the right direction. So, you know, th- this is unique in terms of, of an, an economic experience. We will not have seen a recession that will be as deep, but also as short. And hopefully what we see on the other side then as big a rebound from activity in a short space of time. This has been called hopefully a U or a V. The critical thing to avoid is that the upturn activity is held back by lack of liquidity, lack of income when it comes, be that be, be that be in May, be it in July, be it in August, that the economy can rebound strongly. That has got to be the focus of and is the focus of both central banks actions and government actions. We take it as given we, we're facing a very sharp fall in economic activity, but lay the basis for a rebound as soon as that can happen. And then, Cathy, Ollie referred to it, the yeah. sectors at risk, obviously. Uh, what are we seeing in our own uh, portfolios? Where, what about which sectors are at risk within the Irish economy? Yeah, well, I think it's fairly obvious that the sectors look like hotels and tourism are very badly impacted. The pub, restaurant, leisure trade, as Ollie said, essentially put on ice. We're also seeing impacts into logistics and non-retail, obviously, and with the full closure announced yesterday, food retail is, is performing well in, in contrast. But there is also knock-on impacts into other services, services that deal heavily with the frontline impacted sectors, such as hotels, tourism, pubs that I've mentioned. And for those sectors, as Ali has said, you know, the impact is just so sudden and so severe. At this point, nearly all of those premises closed. And obviously, AIB you know, is mirroring Macron's word, you know, we've got to get behind their companies. But obviously, you know, we're set up to serve X many customers a day. And at the moment, all our customers are trying to approach us and make contact with us. Are there any tips or hints in the way in which our customers should approach us to avail of the support that we're going to make available to them? Yeah, and the volume is very significant. I would say in the first instance, if, if our business customers have relationship managers, that should be their first port of call or their, their main port of call and to continue to dialogue with our teams during this crisis. If if you don't have a relationship manager or you are not sure of their details, then I think it is probably the easiest way is to go onto our website, 
and on the main page you can click onto an online form and make your application for three months uh, payment break in that manner. We are dealing with very significant volumes. My advice would be to stay calm. We will get to you, but it may take it may take a few days. And as you say, the the online forms are there for people to help self serve and get themselves into the sort of the triage and the start of the process. Yeah. And Ollie, you've given us some glimmer of hope there into the future. I mean, the three of us are speaking remotely for the first time doing a podcast in different locations. As we look through this, what will change? I mean, you know, we've got disruption of very complex supply chains. We've got remote yeah. working. You know, are there going to be, is it going to feel the same when we finish this pandemic? Well, I think it was the New Zealand Central Bank governor I heard over 30 years ago when they went through a deep recession says, you know, you should always learn something from experiences like this. And I certainly think, Remote access, working from home, reducing congestion uh, as a result will be a lesson that will come out of this. We can see even our, even our own treasury operations here at the broader bank, we have far more people now working remotely. There may be occasions you may need to come to the office, but you don't have to be there every day. You know, you can have hot desks, etc. So I think the way we work is going to change for a lot of people. And where you can do remote access, uh, you should do it. And this, the, you, you think of the green agenda, climate action change. Things can come out of this. I mean, they've already seen the impacts in terms of cleaner cities, in terms of air pollution. So I think it obviously won't be on the scale we've seen over the last week or two. But I think we will see change work patterns from this. I think long distance supply chains will have to be re-examined. To some extent, you know, with the shutdown in China earlier in the year, uh, supply chains were interrupted. Now China is back in action and other economies have gone into recession, so it's producing goods that nobody wants at the present time. So I think those long-term, the security of the supply chain, the interconnection with firms, that will be closely looked at. I mean, the healthcare system, uh, I think hospital management will have to be looked at in terms of the changes that were made there. Can we improve? I mean, there's, there's been long-term issues in Ireland, in the UK, and, and Europe generally, in terms of the way the hospital systems have operated. I think lessons can be learned. Long-distance travel, will that be as popular? Will people tend to stay more local for vacations? And also at a broader level, I mean, this is a unique response. I think austerity is a seems to be dead and buried. The response to the last crisis, the financial crisis, was slower. Government's very much focused on balancing budgets, cutting back on expenditure, increasing taxes. I know this is a different crisis, but, you know, the, the policies of the past are not being followed. It is very much, you know, the response to this recession is support activity, support businesses, support households, limit the impact of the recession, lay the foundation for the recovery. And, you know, if people want finance, they can get it. The central banks are there in terms of quantitative easing. So there's, there's you know, the proof will be in the pudding in terms of what happens over the next six to 12 months. This could be a new template in terms of how we deal with downturns in economic activity. So I think lots of lessons are going to be learned at a very broad level, but also for individual firms and businesses in terms of how they deal with a situation like this. Thanks, Ollie. Um, and Cathy, turning to you finally... As you look forward and look into more BAU, where do you think the, the hot spots for recovery are? Are there going to be new industries coming through, new new types of services that customers are going to look at and want to acquire? Yeah, I mean, I, I think to Ollie's point, will consumer habits change? And um, you've got to think that they will to some degree. And, and I think it's important for business owners to really try and think through this if they have any moments of uh, downtime and some, some will over the coming weeks. I certainly think more remote working. In fact, you know, will the demand for office space change? It has changed significantly in, in, in recent years. Will this event drive it even further that we see 
uh, office spaces as more places to, you know, essentially come for meetings as opposed to necessarily coming for to have your desk in, in the building and, 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 and various movements like that. In, in terms of advice for for business customers through this crisis and I'm particularly thinking of the of the customers who are most at the eye of the storm here I mean I think it, it is to continue to talk to your staff and hopefully the announcements by government around income support will be helpful in, in for you in trying to retain your staff through this coming number of weeks but really to keep dialoguing with them and to engage with all your stakeholders uh, your bank but also your other stakeholders uh, your customers and try and get ready to reboot as in May June uh, when hopefully we will you know the economy will get going again if you can think strategically take the time to say how can we you know how can you improve your business how can you adjust your business uh, because i think there are cost savings here for businesses from using uh, technology more effectively and we're all learning that literally on a daily basis as we try and transact our business so there's, there's a lot of uh, food for thought uh, you know through the global financial crisis the irish sme sector the management of the sector, it did strengthen. I mean, a huge amount of pain was taken, but it strengthened significantly over the years that uh, followed. And uh, I've no doubt that this crisis, that there will be some good things that come out of it as well for, for companies, uh, despite the pain. Ollie and Cathy, thanks very much for your in- insights to our listeners. We're not anywhere near the pain point yet. It's probably in the next two or three weeks, but clear signs from both Cathy and from Ollie that this is going to be short, sharp. It is going to be hard without any shadow of a doubt. But there is, you know, glimmer of hope, uh, reason for optimism. And as Cathy said, as you uh, sit and maybe have a few moments to reflect on some of the changes you've had to make and whether you should instill them forever and take learnings on productivity and efficiency forward, they're there maybe to be uh, harvested forever. Thank you very much, uh, Cathy and Ollie, to our listeners. And we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.